0: Hello and welcome to 5 Minutes with Sean, maybe 10. Today's topic is always exciting to talk about because it has to do with the lifeline and heart and soul of a dealership and that is salespeople. And the question more importantly about salespeople is do you go green pea or do you go veteran in the look to expand your floor or not even in some cases to expand just to fill. Bringing me to point number one, it's hard to find salespeople in today's market. It's even harder to find great ones. Now, when I ran stores, I was always under the idea of developing my own talent. I'm a huge baseball nerd. Any of you have listened have probably heard me make tons of references uh, over our time together. And so I believe in things to be a minor league. And so I I take examples like um, when I'm working with a big group back in the day who had a BDC. We wanted to make the BDC the training ground. We wanted it to be a place where you'd hire the $12, $13, $14 an hour person. You'd bring them in the BDC and you'd work to develop them and train them to sell. You make sure in your interview they had those, you know, abilities, and they were interested in that, and all the desire and energy that goes along with it. But if it did fit, then the BDC is where they began. And I wonder, what do you guys think of that? Is the BDC the right place to start if you have one? Is it the right place to start any green pea? I tend to think it is. I really do. But even more so, kind of to that point. One thing that I know that we found to be most important, and I'm sure all of you find to be the most important, is if I'm going to bring in a new hire versus an established veteran, someone with a history of selling cars, do I have a solid enough training program to bring them in? Or will my training be like some of the people I've talked to in the past, which say, hey, hey, new sales guy. Yeah, he's 21 years old. Tons of energy. He's going to be great. Cool. Cool. What are you going to do to help him sell cars? I ah, he's going to watch some videos and he'll be on the floor in no time selling cars. Is that it? Well, yeah, sales managers sit with him. Some F&I guy will sit with him, talk to him about it. But yeah, that's it. Is there anything written down, documented plans or programs? No, Sean, we don't need that. We sell cars. It's not rocket science. Well, I agree with that because I don't have a degree in rocket science, but I've been doing this for a long time. However, I disagree that you don't need it. You need it now more than ever. If you listen to everyone talk today, which can be annoying and I'm sure I'm in that group, millennials are all the rage, right? And apparently millennials need different categories of pats on the back along the way. So you got to be like a salesman one, then a salesman three and a salesman five, start signing kind of like know, almost scientology kind of where it's like you got to get to the next rank. Um, But if that's what you guys need to uh, feel better, then then that's what we should give you if you want to come in to our wonderful industry because we want you here. Don't mistake my smart-ass remarks for not wanting you to be a part of this wonderful industry because I do, because I realize how hard it is to train. But I also realize that salesmen who've been doing it a long time, if they're store jumpers, that is a negative to guys in my position. So any of you listening who are store jumpers and you wonder why you didn't get a gig at your last store that you were interviewed at, it's because you've been at five stores in three years. We're looking for longevity when we're interviewing for salespeople. We're looking for someone to stay behind us, right? Now, salesmen can quit and leave for various reasons, one of which is pay plans. So if you don't have a solid pay plan, which, by the way, should vary amongst your sales staff i don't care anybody says i don't care how hard it is for anybody to get their heads wrapped around you got a guy that's been there 10 years you got a guy that's been there 10 months those two people had no business being paid the same amount so knock it off seriously go listen to the pay plan podcast if you haven't already but this is what i'm talking about stop with that it's not all the same for everybody and I'm not talking about making sure that one guy's taken care of over another. I'm talking about the incentivizing of the packages. I got a guy for 10 years. I got news for everybody. I'm going to pay him more for repeat referral than I am for fresh ups because what the F is he taking fresh ups for on my lot after 10 years? You can assume roughly that I spend $400,000 a year on new client acquisition on the low end. Over 10 years together, how much have we spent? Exactly. Too much money for you to still be burning through my fresh ups. So go work your list, 10-year salesman. Thank you. New guy, come here. I don't need you burning my ups either. Because new people tend to do that. They get nervous. They burn it up. It's on the lot. Never comes inside. Anyone who's thinking about getting into car sales, lesson number one, don't ever broom a lot up. Ever. Get them in the store. Get their information. If they don't want to come in the store, do what I did. Bring your desk outside. I don't care. You need to get these people into the store. It's the reason we do what we do. Come on, let's go. But again, how are you incentivized? How are you trained? I don't know. I don't know. And I get I get frustrated a little bit because of the training aspect of it. But more importantly, I get frustrated by the fact that, look, people got to take time with new hires. So the question I pose to you, GM, sales managers, and owners, is is the preference a new hire Greenpea or an established veteran? From there, what's the right mix on your floor? 60% vets, 40% new, 70-30? Like what, what do you guys find works the best? And are your veterans leaders or are they leg pissers? It's a very important distinction to make. If I'm gonna go hire Greenpeas, is who's burning them out? My sales manager or my salespeople? or they burned themselves out because they thought this industry would be easier than it was. Quick caveat, any Greenpeace thinking about getting in the business who heard that their friend made six figures in the car business, their friend did that in 2005. So be careful, that is not how the industry is set up today. Margins are continuing to get slimmer, but if you're good, you've got a job for life. I learned that very early on. I knew if I could sell cars, I could work anywhere in the country and almost the world if I so chose. And I moved around a little bit. I I explored new areas because of it. But, again, when I was a green pea, I was left to my own devices. The only reason I stuck around is because of money. I am money hungry. Really, really, I'm money starved. I'm that crazy about money. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I loved it when I was 16. I loved it when I was 10. I love it when I'm 26. I love it when I'm 36. But that's my motivator. It's not how everyone's motivated today, especially our friends, in the millennial bracket. So, how do we get them to work for us? Well, we take our time, we train them, we act like we care. And I say act because in industry we can be a little pigheaded, We can be a little rough to deal with. But no, it's only because of the industry that we feel we have to do this, this isn't necessary at all. So dealers, GM, sales managers, let me leave you with this. When it comes time, do you prefer Greenpeace? or do you prefer veterans? Is your culture and your floor set up to bring on more green And on top of that, do you have a training program to ensure these folks' success to make sure that you don't continue to turn people over? Because one of the most expensive things in our industry, aside from wasting money on marketing, is turnover. That is a legitimate thing. And with margins getting smaller, sales getting lower, those things have to be dialed in and tightened up. And this is where we will do it. So as always, I thank you for participating today. You can reach me at 262-278-0157. That is phone and text. You can email me, Sean, S-E-A-N, at carbizdonebetter.com. You'll see me on LinkedIn once in a while. You'll never see me on Twitter or Facebook, but if you leave messages, they do get back to me, of which there have been very few. We've had a couple of people text us, but more importantly, guys, if you have an idea that you want to hear or something that really you want another annoying voice behind, I give myself a lot of credit, don't I? Then let me know. Send them over our way because we want to hear about them. We want to be able to get engaged with you. All right? So thank you very much for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.